Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Lord, you Today, I want to continue my teaching on forgiveness. I defined forgiveness as refuse to retaliate. When we say forgiveness, it means refuse to retaliate. Forgiveness also means pardon people who offend you. Forgiveness also means release all feelings of anger and resentment towards an offender. Try to teach on the key principles of forgiveness. And then last two weeks, I taught on seven reasons why you should forgive. Very important teaching. Today, I'm teaching on how to practice forgiveness. When we say a practice, a practice is something you do repeatedly in order to achieve a very positive outcome. A practice is something you do repeatedly with a sole purpose of achieving very good and important results. Forgiveness is supposed to be a life practice for us, according to Scripture. I want to start by saying that forgiveness is not an easy practice. It's easy to preach, difficult to do. That's why most of the time when people offend, they preach forgiveness. When somebody offends them, they forget their preaching. You know, <laughs> I saw this cartoon before. There were some rats that used to go into a church. They would go into the church in the night, and they will um, look for anything that they can chew. Money left in the church, Bibles, notebooks, anything. And they chew them. And so the church decided to set traps at all the entrance for the rats because they were causing serious. Every night they would come. And then the rats came and saw the traps. And then the rats said to one another, look at them. They said they are Christians. The other one said, yes, and they called themselves Christians. So forgiveness is not easy if you are the one that is hurt. It's not easy. There are certain offenses that are easy to forget, to forgive. People all the time do one or two things against you. But there are certain offenses that cause so much pain, so much, you know, anger. And last two weeks, I have this friend of mine in the U.S. She's been married for 19 years. And she called me that the husband has filed for divorce. And what makes everything so annoying is that it is like, this is a lady who was very successful, well accomplished in Ghana, doing very well. And then this man came into, came around and was wanted to marry her. And the whole challenge with this lady, she didn't want a, a distance marriage. So she was not interested. And then the man had to call on some of us to talk to the lady, talk to the lady. And we did all that. And finally, the lady had to close down her business, like shut the whole life in Ghana down, get married and go and join the wife, the husband, after the marriage. And one problem after another, we've done everything. And it's like this lady's 19 years has just been wasted. 
by a heartless, you know, churchgoer that called himself a Christian, you know. And uh, when you talk to such people and you start talking about the subject of forgiveness, you see that um, we are dealing with heavy issues. Forgiveness is not easy. Every one of you, there's somebody that is hard for you to forgive. Every one of us, including myself. There are people that find it hard to forgive. But I forgive because it's, it's a command from God. There are people that when I think about them, I wish forgiveness was not in the Bible. You know, there was this lady who used to be in this church. She got married and left our church to join another church. I've never done anything wrong to this lady, as far as I know. Before she got married, I got to find out she was saying a lot of things about me to people. Like, she goes to tell people, I said this, when I did not say it. She tell somebody else, Pastor Hubert said this. So, I got to find out, I called her, people sat down and said, you told me Pastor Hubert said this. And, the, and some of the people found out, I never said anything. That's for those of you, everything you hear, you believe. So I rebuked her, I forgave her, and I thought that was the end. Later, I got to find out that the man she's married to, she told the man that I was advising her not to marry him. I said, and I was not interested in her marrying the man. But that was not even any issue. The church she joined, she went to tell the pastor that me, I'm a big-time womanizer. You know, I like sleeping with ladies in the church. I even proposed to her. Now, you see why I said some people had hard to forgive. And the pastor believed it. So in the pastor's own confessions to me, he used to see me for a whole year. He used to see me like a very bad person. But now, thank God, she's no more in my church. She's in his church. He soon found out after a year, she's saying worse things about him than me. Oh, yeah. So this pastor said he woke up one dawn very angry. And the Lord told him, you believed a lie against an innocent man of God. Now it's happening to you too. So this man of God called me. In fact, he came to me and said, I want to apologize to you. There are certain things going on. And then he now told me everything. That day, I was mad. I was angry. You know, so that's when it happened to me. I like to talk to people. So I called one of the young pastors close to. I called Pastor Francis. I said, Pastor Francis, this girl will suffer. You know, I'm just being frank to you. I was mad. I was angry. This is just one of them. You and I, we all go through things like that all the time. I said a lot of things. I was angry. I was very angry. Is this girl losing? Is it mentally derailed? Or I've not done anything to this girl as far as I can remember. I mean, why are people so vicious? Oh, you cannot prepare a sermon like this to preach and so hate such people, can you? Unless you don't want to be honest. You know, there's something called integrity of Scripture. You must not preach what you don't practice. Then you become a hypocrite. When I started studying on forgiveness, preparing my message on forgiveness, ah, it was hard. It was hard. So this pastor came to me and said, you know, forgive me. I believed a lie against you. But God spoke to me and told me that you are innocent. I forgave her. I prayed to God. I don't hate her. But there are people I don't want to be close to them anymore because I don't want them to keep hurting me. So, so that's why sometimes you church members, when you hear things, you need to take your time to know the whole truth and the whole story because it's happening to you too. So you have to have an open mind. Forgiveness 
is not easy to practice. So I'm not teaching you something that is easy. And I don't like anybody talking to you about forgiveness as if it's an easy thing. Yeah, especially when they do wrong to you, they rush to you. You know, the Bible said we should forgive. If you don't forgive, God will not forgive you. They like to preach it when they do wrong. But offend the same person who was preaching forgiveness to you. See what he will do to you. He will tell you, stop that Bible thing. And then he will quote another scripture to you and said, the Bible says forgive. But the Bible also said you should not do this and this and that. Forgiveness is not easy. But it is the best approach to dealing with offenses. The best approach. Because the other alternative you have is to be angry. Yeah, is to be angry. And anytime you remember, you know, right now, the story I just narrated. Now I laugh over it. But it's because I forgive the lady. But those days when I remember, I start cursing her. No, I'm, I'm being frank to you. Anytime I remember that thing, I get, I get mad. I start cursing her. I start saying things because I'm human, like you. If you had the power I have on my life, some of you would have killed a lot of people by now. If you have the anointing on my life, if the same was on you, some of you, I'm telling you, a lot of people would have died by now. So when I said, anytime I remember that I cursed the person, I'm being honest to you. But I want you to understand that sometimes when things annoy you and you do the bad things, you are just being human. But after some time, you should sit down, think about it, and allow the word of God to deal with your heart. But allow the word of God to deal with your heart. No, this is not the best way. This is not what the Bible said we should do. If you want to be a good Christian, you must understand how to obey the whole Bible, which includes forgiveness. Yeah. This is the best, what? Approach to dealing with offense. If you don't handle offense the right way, it will destroy you. Yeah, and uh, I have an important point here. No matter how good you are, people will offend you always. So if you don't learn how to forgive, you are not going to enjoy this life. Because I want to assure you, all of you here, for the rest of your life until the day you, you breathe your last, people will offend you. There are people who hate you for nothing you have done wrong. There are people who don't like you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Some of you, your parents will offend you. Or they have offended you. Some of you, your children will offend you. I mean, can you be a parent without a child offending you? Oh, is it possible? No. Some of you, your friends. Oh, my God. Friends that you trust. They will betray you, hurt you. I met a man in Dubai. He told me he used to live in the U.S. But he has moved to Dubai to start all over because he had a terrible experience in the U.S. He helped one of his family relatives to come to the U.S. And where he was working, he managed to get a job for him in the same company. A relative, family, same family, that he thought he was helping. The guy was the same person who masterminded, conspired, and betrayed him in the company, and he was sacked. The same person he helped. What will you do to such people? If you had a gun, you wish you could go in the night to his house, look at him and said, wicked man, bam, and... He was narrating the story to me very bitter and angry. No matter how good you are. You know, David said, I am for peace. But when I speak, they are for war. That is King David. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. No matter how good you are, people will offend you. But one of the reasons why we all have to learn today how to practice forgiveness is this. Can I tell you? It's because I have come to learn that there is no deliberate offense 
that will go and punish on the earth. It's something that I have learned. I mean, all my study on forgiveness, for me, this is the most powerful principle I've learned. Let me say it again. There is no deliberate offense. What is deliberate? means the person knew this thing is wrong, but he still planned and he did it. That offense will be punished by all means, not by you necessarily. There is no deliberate offense. The offense that goes unpunished is the one that is not deliberate. And how many of you agree we all do some wrong things that we, we did not intend it? It was not deliberate. It was unintentional. You said something you shouldn't have said, but it was not because you wanted to destroy. But every deliberate offense on this earth, there is a law that operates in the universe. There is a law of life. You see, when God created the universe, he created the whole world to operate on laws. You see, it's too late. God is not now trying to run the affairs of the universe. Everything was concluded by God before you and I were born. So just, just like if you climb to the top of this building and you jump, you will naturally fall because there's a law of gravity that says, everything up will come down. You can't do anything about it. So there is a law that operates on this earth. People reap what they sow. Only unintelligent people think they are so smart they can break this law. And that is why many people suffer in life and they don't enjoy goodness. You see, there are some people, you see that, they are always struggling and suffering. Or they will eventually struggle and suffer. Because the way they live their life, you can tell they have no respect for other people's feelings and what people go through. All they think about is themselves, themselves, and they hurt people. Anytime they like, they do what they like to people and treat people anyhow. No. If you know the Bible well, the reason why we all have to forgive is because there is no deliberate offense that will go unpunished on the earth. It doesn't have to you trying to punish. Galatians 6, 7, he said, do not be deceived. Never be deceived. God is not mock. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So it means when you see many people doing wrong, don't join them to do wrong because we are all going to reap what we sow. So you can be at a workplace, everybody's doing the wrong things, but you can decide to do the right thing because you know what kind of outcomes and results you want in your future. Yes! What kind of results you want in the future? What kind of outcomes do you want in the future? That is what should govern and direct your actions today. You can never make a fool of anybody and get away with it. It will catch up with you somewhere in life. It will catch up with you somewhere in life. And so you can afford to leave that to God. Leave that to God. You see, when you... When you say you are a Christian and you want to walk with God, you must believe the whole Bible, everything he says. And one of the things God has said, he said, vengeance belongs to me, not you. 
God said, vengeance belongs to me, and I will repay. Romans 12, verse 17. He said, repay no one evil for what? Evil. But have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Verse 18. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. If it is possible, if it is possible for you, because sometimes it will not be possible. And but he said, let it not be your fault. Sometimes people will pick up a fight with you whether you want to fight or not. But I said, let it not be your fault. <laughs> yeah, that's why we all need to learn self-defense. Can I say that again? We all need to learn self-defense because sometimes it's not you who want to fight, but somebody wants to destroy your life. You can't look on when people destroy your life. You must defend yourself. But if it is possible, live peaceably with all men. Verse 19. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Now, if God says, I will repay, how many of you believe he won't? He said, I will what? Repay. So leave him. He's called the judge of the earth. God has never made you a judge. So leave God to be what? The judge. The fact that you let go uh, does not mean you are weak. The fact that somebody's, you know, hurt you, and you, you know you can hurt that guy much better, but you decided to refrain, restrain yourself. It doesn't mean you are weak. It means that you believe in God's justice system on the universe. God is the judge. Is somebody hearing me today? God is the judge. He said, vengeance belongs to me and I'll repay. Leave God. And this month, I'm praying that we will all come to that place where you can be able to mention people by name and say, I forgive you. People don't need to apologize to you. Forgive them. Because uh, that is the best approach. How to practice forgiveness. How to practice forgiveness. We'll read two scriptures quickly. Matthew 18 from verse 15. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, Go and tell him his faults between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if you are not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like what? A heathen and a tax collector. Do you understand what that means? It means treat the person like an unbeliever. How do you treat a church member like an unbeliever? The Bible says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. It means avoid the person. But I'll, I'll come to explain that very well. Um, let's read also Luke chapter 17 from verse 1. Then he said to the disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come. But woe to him through whom they do come. It will be better for him if a mil- millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea, that he should offend no one of these little ones. Take heed to yourself. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. 
And the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> increase our faith. Amen. Okay, so how to practice forgiveness. Number one, refrain from practicing deliberate offenses. You start with yourself, amen? And how do you start with yourself? Make sure that from today, you are not one of the Christians who always like to do wrong to people. Discipline yourself to do good only to people. Even if you must offend people, and you will. You will offend people all the time, but let it not be deliberate for you. Let it not be deliberate. It means as long as I'm a pastor of this church, I will offend many of you all the time, right? But let it not be that I am always happily intentional about offending people. No, that should not be the, my life, and that should not be your life. Whatever you do in this church, let it not be that you are just one of the church members or church workers who is happy. I don't care. I don't care how you feel. I don't mind me. I do what I like. No, 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 no. That is ungodliness. One day, Paul was so angry. You read Galatians 3 verse 1. Paul was so angry at the Galatian church. He said, foolish Galatians. But how many times do you see Paul insulting people? That's the only place. Yeah, that's the only place. So, deliberate offenses must not be your lifestyle. That means you must be gentle. Everybody say gentle. You know, one of the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a Christian is to make them gentle. Now, who is a gentle person? A gentle person is someone who is sensitive to the weaknesses of others. That is Dr. Otabel's definition. A gentle person is someone who is sensitive to the weaknesses of others. That you don't use your strength to bully people's weakness. That's a gentle person. Yeah. Be sensitive to the feelings of people. If you have friends, respect them enough to be sensitive to how they feel about your behavior. If you work somewhere, relate with people where don't, don't hurt people at work every day. Don't make people regret for being your co-worker. If you are married, don't say, oh, to her is human. Every day you are offending your whole spouse. You cannot do that. That is disrespect. Once in a while, you offend your spouse, you can say sorry, but you cannot even say sorry and go and do the same thing you said sorry about yesterday. You cannot say sorry to your spouse and do the same thing you said sorry about. It means that sorry you said yesterday, you really didn't mean it. You didn't mean it. You have not really changed. Refrain from practicing deliberate offenses. Because you have no right whatsoever to be angry at somebody who has hurt you. When you are happy hurting others. You know, since I became a pastor, one of the things that surprised me is that people like gossiping a lot in church. They are the ones, when they hear that somebody has gossiped about them, hey, it will be tag of war. They get annoyed. They get angry. And sometimes I'm listening to people and I'm asking myself, Am I really hearing that? So you want to do it to you? You don't like it, but you do it with joy. You do it with joy. That's, that's not Christianity. That's not Christianity. If you don't like people gossiping about you, don't gossip about others. Because the people you gossip with, they gossip about you. Can I say that again? 
The people say, hey, come and hear the next filler. You are the next filler on the agenda. The people you gossip with, they gossip about you to others. The people you conspire evil with, one day, they'll conspire evil against you. So, number one, way to uh, practice forgiveness is that you yourself, you have to live a blameless life. Blameless life is not a perfect life, but it means that as much as it's in your power, refrain from offending people. And it brings us to the number two. If unintentionally you offend people, be quick to apologize. Apologize quickly to people who are offended by your actions. Last two weeks I said that you don't say sorry because you, you are wrong. You say sorry because somebody is offended by your actions. And it happens all the times. You have an appointment with somebody. You left very, home very early on your way. Maybe your car broke down or something happened and you got to the place late. Is it your fault? No, you left home very early. But circumstances beyond your control made it impossible for you to be at the appointment venue on time. But when you got there, the person you have an appointment with is angry because you are not on time. Do you know what you do? You say, sorry first. Sorry for being late. Then you explain. My car broke down. I had to look for another car. That's why I'm late. But you need to say sorry first. Yeah, you need to say sorry first. Sorry, you don't say sorry because you are wrong. Sometimes, even if you are not wrong, you realize that your actions have made somebody angry. Apologize. And people, can I say something? When you say sorry, it doesn't take anything away from you. It doesn't make you smaller. When you say sorry, it doesn't mean you are weak. It means you are smart. It means you are smart. People are very smart. They say sorry. And please mean it when you say it. Because when you don't mean it, sorry can become just a way of disrespecting people. It can become a way of making a fool of people. Yeah, I'll hurt you and I'll say sorry later. That is disrespect. Number three. Number three step to practicing forgiveness. Give people the benefit of the doubt. What do I mean by this? Don't be quick to judge people. Don't be quick to pass judgment. Don't draw conclusions quickly on assumptions. You must learn to play the devil's advocate. Tell yourself, what if we close to you greeted somebody, the person didn't respond? What if they maybe didn't hear it? Maybe the person didn't hear it. But if you are a judgmental person, once you greet the person, you, didn't, oh, you pick a fight. And people, they are ready for a fight every minute, every moment. They are watching people. They are looking for something wrong the person must do. You pick a fight. And sometimes you, you, you do that because probably there's a past issue. Oh, maybe you did something to the person before. So you are expecting retaliation. Your own conscience is telling you this person will retaliate one day. So somebody did something unintentionally. He didn't know anything. He wasn't even thinking of what you did in the past, but you are very quick, quick to judge people, quick to pass judgment. But sometimes take your time and find out. Hello? Take your time and find out. If somebody made an appointment with you, he didn't honor it, don't just be annoyed. You don't know, maybe he's fell sick, or maybe he's even dead. No, things happen in this life. So don't live in your own small world and, and conclude that your world is the only world. Your world is not the only world on earth. Can I say that again? Your little world you live in 
it's not the only world on the planet. The earth is bigger than the world you live in. So sometimes, look out of your world and see somebody else's world. Yeah, it helps you to deal with offenses. Sometimes, listen, some, all of you here can tell how angry you were about something until a year later you found out there was nothing. You were angry about nothing. Because what you thought was the, an issue actually doesn't even exist. You just didn't take your time to verify, to find out. Yeah, to find out. Why did person did what he did? I've always heard a story made by one of the great, great leadership gurus in the past, Dr. Stephen Covey. He was talking about perspective. Everybody say perspective. Perspective means we all see from different angles. So until you see things from my angle, you will never understand my actions. That's why you judge me. He said a story about a man who was in the train, an elderly man with two children, and the children were disturbing. And the man was quiet. Children were disturbing, and everybody in the train was saying, what kind of irresponsible father is this? How can't he control his children? The children were disturbing people, you know, jump on people, slap people. You know, when boys are very happy, the way they can disturb, they can pull your tie, they can take your diary from you and tear. So one person went to the man and said, why don't you control your children? And he said, uh, you know, their mother just died this morning. She's been sick of cancer for some time now, and we've all been very sad since morning, and this is the only time I've seen them happy for a while. You know what happened in the train? Everybody began to play with the children. Sympathy. And you can see that the children do not even know what is going on. Their mother had died that morning. And he was even thinking when they get home, how he's going to tell them. So don't be quick to judge people. You must know people's story before you understand their behavior. <laughs> Number four, correct. People who offend you. Correct or rebuke. I'll put the two there. I'll explain. Correct people who offend you. Why? Because sometimes people offend you not intentional. Sometimes people are not intentional about what they do wrong. We are all not brought up the same way. What you were taught is wrong. Somebody wasn't taught. Not everybody had a privilege of proper upbringing. There is no upbringing that is perfect. Hello? Can I say that again? Is everybody listening? There is no parental upbringing that is perfect. Nobody here, your parents knew it all. We all brought up and taught what our parents thought was good. So Jesus said in the scripture we read in Matthew 18 verse 15, he said, if your neighbor offend you, what do you do? Call him aside privately and tell him his offense. If he hears you, you have helped him. So sometimes people offend you so that they can become better. Sometimes somebody's offense to you is an opportunity for you to help him out to become a better person. And how will you know? You can only know when you correct him. But there are people you can correct, but you cannot rebuke. There are people you can rebuke. Is it difficult to understand? You rebuke people at your level and people below you. You cannot rebuke your parents. For example, if your parent did something that hurt you, <laughs> you cannot rebuke them. You cannot rebuke your boss. You are wrong. What you did is very bad. 
You don't talk to your boss like that. That is not being a good Christian. You talk to your boss. With all due respect, this is how I felt about what you did. I think that when others go to the same, this is how they will feel. And so I wanted to let you know, draw attention to it. Your boss may like you for drawing his attention to something he's doing wrong, depending on how you communicate it. So correct people who will offend you, especially when you know that what they did was not intentional. Number five. If an offender refuses correction, refer him to others who can correct him. Jesus said, if you correct somebody and he didn't listen to you, there are other ways you can still help. Because some of us, we don't know how to communicate properly. Instead of going to correct somebody, you end up sparking a fight. But somebody else, whom the person respects, may be able to talk to the person and give the person better understanding than you did. So Jesus said, if the person you corrected did not listen to you, get somebody else to talk to him. That is not gossiping. That is practicing forgiveness. That is practicing forgiveness. Because the person is going to quote you that Brother Joe brought an issue to me about you. He said you did this. And I wanted to talk to you about it. In the first place, can you let me know why you did that? It's not gossip. It is practicing forgiveness. You are trying to help the person to realize he's wrong so he can change. Because if that person stopped what he did to you, he won't go and do it to others. But when you leave the person and you don't correct it, he continues to do it to others. So one way we can help people to become better persons is when you talk to the person and you didn't listen, get somebody else. When I say somebody else, it means people that a person respects. Not everybody. There are some people when you take your issue to them, it's worse. Responsible, matured, intelligent people who can be able to talk to the person. But Jesus said, even if it's a, a church member, you can even take it to the church. That means take it to the pastor to talk to the person. And if the person doesn't even listen to the pastor and he, he refused to change, treat him like an unbeliever. So let me end with point six. If an offender shows no sign of change after several corrections, forgive the person and avoid. Forgive the person and avoid the person. What does it mean you forgive the person and you have avoided the person? Forgive the person but don't hate him. Avoidance doesn't mean hate. Avoidance simply means I'm human. And I don't want you to keep hurting me all the time. Because I don't know if I can handle it the next time you do it to me. So I stay away. There are people that you must avoid. You forgive them. If somebody cannot be trusted with secrets, don't say in the name of forgiveness, I'm still sharing my secret with a person. Forgive the person, but don't share your secret with the person again. Forgiveness doesn't mean throw caution away. You can't trust somebody with money. You left money with him before. The money did not remain the same. The money didn't remain the same again. Forgive him. And the person come and say, I'm sorry. So you know what? I forgive you. But please, don't give him your money again. Don't give that person access to your money again. Because I've said this several times in this church, and I believe you understand that by now. Forgiveness is a command, but trust is a process. Forgiveness is a command. Trust is a process. The fact that somebody says sorry does not necessarily mean the person has changed. 
And don't let anybody use Bible to manipulate you to trust him when he hasn't earned your trust. Because trust is not demanded. It is earned. Yeah. Trust is not demanded. It is earned. If you are a trustworthy person, it's not you who should tell the person. You know me, hmm. I fear God, though. Hey, me, every time I'm very careful. And they talk like angels, but the next minute, no. If you fear God, it's not you who should tell me. I should be telling you, oh, I've studied you for some time. I think you fear God. Is somebody listening to me? Yeah. If you fear God, if you are really a God-fearing person, you shouldn't be telling your friend. Your friend should be telling you. Because your friend, he knows you long. You've been together for long. The fact that you went to your friend to sit down and you started telling him how trustworthy person you are, it means that you are a suspicious person. You are a suspect. If you are a trustworthy person, it's your friend who should tell you that, look, I have many friends, but you are the one of the most trusted best friend I have. Then you know this is a serious thing. One day somebody asked me a question. He said, am I your trusted friend? I said, the question you asked alone has given the answer, isn't it? Do you understand my argument? The question you asked suggests the answer. So I can't answer your question. Because if you are my trusted friend, <laughs> you shouldn't be asking me. I should be telling you. I should be telling you that, hey, you are a trustworthy person. And if you live a trustworthy life, people will tell you all the time. People will tell you. People will look at you and tell you. Bow down your heads and let us pray. I want you to pray to God and ask him to give you a heart of forgiveness. Ask God to give you a heart of forgiveness, a heart that forgives, a heart that forgives, a heart that forgives. A heart that forgives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.